Sarah Brady of Iron Fire. I'm here the day after the 2023 UTMB with third place man Jermaine Granger. Congratulations. How are you? Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing good today. Yeah. Okay. And did you get any sleep? And how is your legs and everything feeling? Yeah, I got a pretty good uh, amount of sleep, and uh, the legs for sure are not perfect, but uh, it's not too bad. Okay, not going anywhere too quickly today, anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is your third UTMB and your best performance so far. So you've previously been ninth and then moved up to fifth. Um, so you said in your pre-race interview that you'd kind of committed to it a little bit more this year in terms of like spending the last few weeks in Chamonix and more specific preparations. So um, do you think that's what made the difference and led to a better performance this year? Yeah, I think it's it's more like a, a global uh, approach, I would say. I had better training uh, through the whole year, I was more consistent and did uh, way more running than I used to. Before, I, I used to cross-train uh, a lot with biking and I think like I needed more kilometers also uh, in my legs to to be more consistent during the whole UTMB uh, like race uh, until the end. So, and yeah, for sure the, the fact that I stayed in, in the Valley longer this time also helped. So, yeah, it's like, as always, like a multifactorial, I don't know what to say, yeah. Okay. Um, and how did you find the conditions then? Um, I thought they seemed quite perfect, but I know some people said it was a bit too humid during the night and that was an issue. Yeah, it was super humid. Uh, the, the start of UTMB is always humid, more or less. Uh, but um, yeah, on the terrain it was pretty wet. Um, some snowfield also over Col du Bonhomme. The downhill to Les Chapieux was really wet and slippery. And um, one thing was uh, that it was really foggy. Uh, most of the downhill we we had to like use the lower settings of the headlamps because uh, it was too foggy to to really see, and there was too too much reflection with the the fog. But otherwise, the temperature was just perfect, yeah. Okay. That sounds like a bit more of an adventure <laughs> with the fog. Um, so then the first half of the race, uh, you were never too far back from the front. You are kind of swapping positions around the top six. So how, how did that first half of the race feel? Were you very comfortable throughout? Yeah, I tried to stay uh, like in a comfortable uh, pace and state of mind until, uh, until Cormayeur and see how it will evolve uh, from then. And yeah, I was yeah, I was pretty close from uh, from the the leaders whole night, and I and I stayed with uh, most of the night with Peter Hangdal, who's a who's a friend, uh, and I also like sometimes do skimo racing, and he's around, okay. so we knew him. We, I knew him from like the winter, and uh, yeah, we had uh, such a nice nice uh, nice night together until Comayer. Okay. And yeah. And then you'd said previously as well that Kermayer to La Folie was your favourite part of the course. So um, how did that go? Is that one of when you started to move a little bit forward into podium position? Yeah, that's true. Then um, I think from Kermayer to, to Champé, I was uh, alone, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's uh, the part of the race I, I like also the, the most. So I think I... I uh, yeah I took advantage of uh, liking this part and being alone and uh, being more in tune with my uh, my feelings and uh, and uh, try to find a good pace 
and um, yeah, made it to Champagne. <laughs> Great. And then when I seen you just coming into Champagne, um, you were just in front of gym by like a half a second and it was like a close battle and like loads of people around you um that must have felt quite intense how was that part yeah i knew that the uh, gym was not too far because people were telling me he was just just ahead so yeah i catch up uh, in the i would say at the end of the more or less the climb of champé with jim and i honestly was uh <laughs> It was only going to be me passing Jim and uh, and keep going. And uh, when I saw him uh, running by me on the on the lake uh, of Champé, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he's like <laughs> definitely uh, going at another speed now. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I I tried to like buffer it first, and then uh, mm-hmm. then I understood he was really on a on a mission. Uh, okay. <laughs> Did you feel like you were a little bit stronger maybe on that like uphill bit before Champé Lac and then it got to the flat and he's very fast then? Yeah, exactly. It's the, the first two things I told myself when the, the speed was really different is that, okay, uh, uh, Jim Chen shoes maybe has like good running shoes, uh, new road running shoes. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I, I was thinking, okay, this is definitely Jim's like uh, best, best yes. like parts. So... Mm-hmm. I was trying to hold it like that, okay. and I was thinking I would like maybe catch up in the up, mm-hmm. like steeper part of the bovine climb. Yeah. But no, it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> and it's still like it's I suppose it's the final almost quarter of the race, but it's still 50 kilometers to go. So you can't push too hard and do someone else's pace either. Did you find that you had to hold back and not be too sucked along by him? Yeah, it's exactly what uh, I took like five minutes to think about that. And um, yeah, if if I was trying to to push to to stay with him, I probably would have like blow up like somewhere around like Trion or Valorcine, mm-hmm. and then probably like maybe losing my podium spot. Yeah. Uh, that's why when I after when when people were saying to me Zach is about eight to ten minutes, I uh, took the split from behind because I I wanted to know if I can do my, my real push and not like totally yeah. blow up. Mm-hmm. But he handed up that uh, the the split with gap was always the same, and uh, okay. with Zach was always the the same. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Zach said he noticed that too that the split back to you was constant, and he was like, "Oh no." <laughs> um, yeah, and then I was just wondering because you've done this race before um, about the course changes. It was like slightly different towards the end this year. Did you find that um, much different, or better, or worse? Yeah, I already knew the the new race route uh, from uh, Col de Monte to to Chamonix. I'm not a big fan of that because it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's not really going up. It's a lot of up and down. It's it's really technical. So yeah, I think I prefer the Tourbillon. Yeah. You prefer the original route? Yeah, I prefer the original. So. Okay. It's like the big climb and then the the big downhill. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah, that last downhill is is very good from La Fougere. <laughs> Um Okay, great. And then, um, so this is a really good performance to get on the podium. But you, do you think this is you peaking at UTMB, or do you would you be ambitious to come back and try and do better again? Yeah, I don't know. The only thing with UTMB is that every time I finish the race is a is a faster time for me and a better position. <laughs> so. It always keeps me in the 
in the mood of maybe getting back to to UTMB, but I don't know yet. But uh, yeah, definitely the try try to do something better. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a little too soon to ask that really anyway Um, and then in terms of the rest of the year you've done quite a lot already so are you going to just chill out now for the autumn or have you anything else yeah I think I would just uh, wait for for the snow to to land at home and uh, and get on the skis when uh, when the condition would be great and uh, I think uh, yeah I probably will be done like running I mean racing running yeah Okay, nice to have that um, change for the winter season anyway. <laughs> um, well, congratulations again. And thanks so much for taking the time out to talk to us and uh, enjoy your recovery. Thanks a lot.